0: and we're live hello out there internet it's clubhouse is open it's tuesday night so scuba and the rye of course uh, joined again by with uh valgraza and saladin how you doing tonight guys
1: pretty good
0: how do you i realize it's eight o'clock at night do we all need coffee or something i got it. some right. drink uh, okay Monsters, you know, got the tea and the juice and all that. I think uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I said my monsters. seven this is saying Sally. You look a little. Uh, you look a little tired, my friend. What have you, you have no idea. been doing? Uh, if anything, he's probably been coding his brains out. Yeah, he's got that I'm face.
2: Not, like, <laughs> I'm not saying that I don't have my code open and directly in front of me and i've been coding this whole time not really paying attention to anything
3: i mm-hmm. read your face and it said digits
0: <laughs> well i mean i pre it, it's it's purely an invitation that you join us for the show so but if you're if, if the coding is really what you want to do <laughs> well it's this way, I just type,
2: type, type. so for the last three days four days I've had this mental block, if you want to call it that, oh, yeah. for coding. Well, there's a one window that I've been trying to focus in on and get completely done. The problem is I kind of lost where I wanted it to go. So I reached out to a couple people in Discord and put it into a couple of Discord groups and said, Hey, here's a window. How would you like it? And they gave me some options and some ideas. So right now I'm working through those, but for the last three, four days, I've been just kind of like, can't figure it out.
0: So, you know, I think everybody on this screen and quite a few people who listen, who've listened to the show, either uh, via the uh, podcast or. The VODs all can attest to sooner or later we have some form of writer's block and it yeah. sucks. <laughs> well, and this even worse
2: because it, it's like I have to finish this part in order to do anything. I can't even complete, even though it's a program where you're like, oh, you could just go on and do other things and then come back to it. This is an integral part. I can't do that. Mm. This is the key to working all those other windows. <laughs> it's
3: like, mm. yeah,
0: I understand. Yeah, a good,
3: a good uh, therapy, at least for me, whenever I hit a writer's block, if I'm working on a, one of my stories or the novel or you know a new idea, I just go and take a walk, or I drive and listen to music. Those have been always been a good trigger for me to keep going, or Speak- you know, trigger to get over that wall.
0: Speaking yeah. of music, that twenty for, that twenty albums in twenty days is a good list to pick music from. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, by the way, I cannot post that on the on the uh, Scoop Studio Facebook page because of the privacy settings you have it at. Just an FYI.
3: Oh yeah, I know. Uh, but I'm not going to take those privacy settings off because the second I do, it goes <laughs> <those laughs> rampant posts on my boards. So I understand. Yeah. But, I
0: understand. If you if you want, I that, mean, if you want, you can send me. You can send me the stuff, and I'll put it up there as it's not attached to you, but just even you can do it. Set it up as like, hey, here's a schedule. Here's a post that goes out. It's strictly on that. Strictly post says the page using the publishing tools. Then you can sit there and put that out because I think it's pretty interesting and probably could spark some conversation. I know I haven't caught oh, yeah, the entire I can like list, it. but I've caught a few i have it saved in a document
3: so i every time i go and write every day when i post it i save it to a document so i can give you that document and if you want to go ahead and nice. set it to start posting that's a
1: uh, yeah as an artist myself um uh, having um having writer's block is like just looking at a big white square space mm-hmm. so in order to and i agree with um us, right that you going for a walk really helps it and there's a lot of psychological things that um, go into that and it's basically your thought processes are linked to your motor functions as well so when you have like something you're working on you can do the like, two things you can take a rest like a, a nap real quick or you can go for a walk either of those work really good it helps free up the space you get time to think about it you ever hear that that saying uh, uh when you have to make a really important decision they say sleep on it
0: right? oh yeah give your subconscious that, time to chew on it
1: right you get to really kind oh, of yeah. process it and break it down and then when you're um when you're ready to approach it again you're better able to make a, a good decision because you really put some thought to it i had sort of like a, a, a drawing block i guess because i had did this piece on saturday and I just I was not happy with it and I noticed um, one of the streamers I was following, one of the art streamers uh, his name's uh, John underscore Silva underscore and he does, he's done artwork for Blizzard Diablo um, Magic the Gathering a whole bunch of other stuff and he was like offering uh, free like, this, this time only, free reviews and I was like ooh, hey, take a look at this and um, he gave really good uh, feedback and that made a lot of changes. In post of the uh, the picture and like wow, the progress that I'm at right now, and it's uh, a lot came out a lot better. and was very happy with it. But a lot of a lot of times, when I'm working on a piece, I'll just take a break,
0: go for a walk, and mm-hmm. then come back. Yeah, that's definitely always a good thing, especially when you start to build up that peer community you can reach out to. Yeah. So,
3: oh yeah. But, uh, Definitely
0: good escapes. Yes, very nice. Awesome. So as we kind of going in there, um, what else we've we been working on as, uh, for the last, keeping ourselves busy in what week five of isolationist? <laughs> Super isolation.
3: I've been just working on, um, like uh, he mentioned, I'm an art- artist, so I've been working on a novel, been going back and editing it. And then I'm gonna have somebody re-edit behind me before I publish it, which is a, a romance novel, the one I mentioned before. I'm about a third through re-editing it. So I'll, I'll, it'll be a while before I get that done. I've been uh, uh, reading this book on screenplays halfway through it. So my next tackle would be to write a screenplay either about, it'll either be focused on a military person or it's gonna, I'm gonna take one of my uh, coming of age stories I started and change it into a screenplay. And just games, movies, and working on that, uh, like Scuba said, that 20 for 20 list on, on the Book of Face. Which so is why don't you elaborate
0: album. more on what the 20 for 20 is? For okay. Any, anybody who so, hasn't, hasn't stalked you on Facebook yet.
3: Yeah, you can stalk me on Facebook, but I'm not going to tell you where to find me,
0: <laughs> raw guy.
3: But um, basically, I saw my cousin uh, doing this uh, 20 for 20 list for the albums, and I thought it was an interesting idea. So I, I took time. I picked out all I went through all of the music that I've listened to throughout my lifetime and I picked 20 albums that really had an impact on me from you know younger to now so it's a very degree of albums so each album I go every day I post a picture of the album and then I explain how it impacted me and why it impacted me and then just um anybody that had had some kind of influence from the album like comment share whatever they want to do and you know, every album I've got to see, you know, various different people have uh, had a different take. You know, um, various pe- people were influenced by certain albums and not. So, um, but yeah. So every album, there are some that are popular, there's some that are indie artists. It just has a, a different touch. Most of it has uh, impacted me in some way writing. So every one of these albums usually has some way of influencing us to a certain degree of my writing style of my technical style how i've evolved to the topic and you know everything in between awesome
0: so mm-hmm. what was today's any bit? of um blink, blink
3: 182 uh, today, right no that was yesterday uh, blink 182 was yesterday oh, it was okay. Blink uh anima of the state it was a pop rock album that came out when i was in middle high school so you know that was a good fun album the today was uh it's actually a country album uh it's actually the the newest album on this list um came out in 2015 is eric church's mr misunderstood
0: okay
3: so nice. and there's various other ones that people might know like uh, lincoln park hybrid theory stain break the cycle um uh incubus make yourself some some notable names but there are some indie ones that if you go back through it you'll be like hmm let me take a look listen it might be good
0: indeed so, uh, we, what about you graz what you've been working on? I think I think we covered Sal said he's been coding most of this time. Yeah super code.
1: Uh, I I have been working on improving my culinary skills and of course um, as as poor and small as they are. I, I successfully made a really good soup today. Yay! Uh, and, awesome. and and also got a little battle scar.
0: So well, you thing. know, you know, there are better ways of adding iron to a, to food, right? Yes, <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> indeed. This was
1: not the kind of plate I wanted to add. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. super plate platelets. Yeah, lots of platelets. Anyway, uh-huh. so uh, yeah, so just working on trying to get better at adding the flavors kind of just doing it by smell and and
0: i wish i could it find out. it but i remember years ago there was a guy who came out with a cookbook and it was really kind of a geek-centric cookbook because it was written in a from a chemistry point of view explaining oh. the chemical reaction of this spice and that's this this ingredient that ingredient and why some work in some combinations really well, and some combinations you want to t- kind of avoid. Very oh, much like in chemistry, there are certain things you just don't mix without it going kaboom. Mm. <laughs> yes. So. So
1: the um, other than that, it's just basically doing um, you know, sketching daily, working on my my piece that I that I do every Saturday or Sunday and <clears throat> oh yeah here's, here's the list nice um, it, it, it's good because you know working on doing something every week kind of helps me improve as an artist because I can like, get better at it and get faster at it eventually to the, my, my goal is to become proficient at what I am trying to do enough to where I can offer commissions um yeah. Or just for now, for now, it's just for myself. I, I just, I do this to make, make myself happy and, and, you know, improve as a person. And it, I want to be able to be at a point, comfortable wise, so that when I do open up for commissions, I will not be so stressed and you know, not start to hate it because I don't want to hate her. I love her. It's
0: like, it's the reason I'm alive. Yes. As long as it's something you love doing, keep doing.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So for now but it's good to build variety within sure, it. Because yes. if you, if the one thing I've learned with writing is, is definitely if you hit a wall, work on something else. That's why I'm always jumping between different things I'm working on with writing, because that way it keeps me fresh, keeps me thinking, keeps me. It'll like if I work on one project, it'll brainstorm me for the other project. So.
0: Yeah, subconscious is is amazing. Huh? It'll chew on things like that. All right. Um, well, I don't really have a whole lot to go into, other than been working on video editing. My version, my, my, my little bit of creativity has been video editing, um, and did some cleaning around the house, kind of settling into that whole stay-at-home parent uh, role right now. Um, I did did do the thing for the resume writer, so that's uh, starting to work its way through, and I did I have gotten some new recommendations on uh, LinkedIn. So we'll see how that plays out. The funny thing is, and this is the funny thing, is one of the things I had to do for this checklist is I had to find job postings for what I would like to be like my dream job, so to speak. And of course, this is where I've been having kind of my own writer's block on how how do I want to approach this? So while I was looking through, I actually found there was a... It was a, a, a position for a configuration and release engineer for a company that's out in Austin, Texas. Interesting. Yes. Yes. Little, small company, small company. Um, Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> oh? And I was just like, really? <laughs> so picked that up there was even something for Blizzard doing a release manager for them as well and it's like okay and then there was a post today about a customer service manager for Wizards of the Coast in their Renton, Washington office and I was just like hmm tempting my cam died no you're good no it's, you're it's good.
1: It, your cam on here it like stopped or whatever it's paused but on stream it looks fine yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's freaking me out there. Um did do a DD D and D game on Friday. Uh this one my kids actually joined in and it was uh interesting, but I'll give I'll give a campaign diary on that during State of Game. Um But haven't really done a whole lot. I mean, like I said, it's been that whole stay at home parent thing in isolation. So But uh <clears throat> yeah, Let's kick in to do movie reviews. What do you say?
1: Sounds good. Let's go for
3: it. It
0: Let's ride on that high.
1: Yes, yes.
0: So, for tonight, our movie review is going to be a Netflix film. It was something that we all, thanks to a suggestion from last week's show, it was a movie we all could watch. And so we can all, should most of us should all be able to speak to something about this movie. And that is the Michael Bay film Six Underground with Ryan Reynolds. Six Underground. Yes. So... Take me down. Ra, you did this for your review and posted the review of it. Yes. Um, So why don't we lead off with the critics review, and then we'll kind of go into our opinions of the film after that. All
3: right. So like you said, uh, you mentioned it was directed by Michael Bay. So this is a Michael Bay film directed and placed on Netflix. So you combine both the unlimited budget of netflix and the crazy antics of michael bay and put it together in the movie that is pretty much the epitome of him going berserk um the central plot if you want to say that there is a plot you have a group of uh, untraceable agents who work from the shadows to do the job that others cannot that's a tagline here in every action movie uh-huh. and that's pretty much what they play off of so they're pretty much working in the shadows taking out terrorists, bad guys, and everything in between. So it's your typical uh, good versus evil uh, storyline with uh, just a general introduction to the characters and the plot of this group led by uh, Ryan Ryan Reynolds, who uh, goes by the codename One. All the characters go by a number so that nobody knows their actual identity, which is okay. Um, what you learn in the beginning is they basically just fake their death so they can work from the shadows so nobody can find a way to get back at them. So their mission, their main mission in the movie is to take out this dictator in the middle, uh, uh, in the Central Asia. And that's pretty much what the film is. And everything that, that falls in between is just, just general action. I see this movie as just a sand, uh, sandbox of style over substance. You have your generic direction that is just there, just a link between action sequences, cheesy one-liners, and over-the-top chases. That is the staple of any Michael Bay film. The only thing that makes this film different than all the other ones is the the way I see it is that this is just pure, simple, dumb fun. Uh, You've heard me mention that every once in a while there is a movie that comes out where, you know, you can't judge it by just the general dramatic, character development, the sequences that you would judge like a Les Miserables, uh, a Wolf of Wall Street, or even like a film that we both saw earlier this year in 1917. Um, this film, it knows what it is. It's a basically a sandbox of just uh, technical and highlighting the action genre. So you got everything that is generic that you can find in every action film since the dawn of time. And knowing that, you're, there are times where the sequences are just insane and just fun to see. Some things are just mind cringing, but I think what kept the film just generally entertaining, or at least some sort of cohesion is Ryan Reynolds himself. Um, he's allowed to be himself. Uh, he has some pretty uh, uh, trippy one-liners. There's couples that caught me off guard and made me laugh. But overall, this is just a highlight of just the action genre and Michael Bay's own um, technical uh, eye of putting together these sequences. So that's how I saw the film, and that's how I judged the film. It's based off that. But I do identify that there are massive flaws. There's a lot of just convenient plot points, no character, uh, real character development, so you don't have an attachment character. So just the plug and play, it's like watching a video game in, in real
0: time. That's all right, right, yeah. Okay, so what what you what what did you rate this?
3: I rate the, I rated this um, as I mentioned in the pre-show. What I've what I've grown as a as a critic over the years is that I have to learn to put biases aside and judge the film as is, okay. and judge it as an experience that I have to see how the audience would take it in. Um, and there are times where I, I go against the grain where, you know, critics will like lambast a film and I will give it positive or somebody will give it positive and I'll just lambast the film.
0: Okay. This
3: film, I judged it based on knowing that this is kind of a, that popcorn experience that would be appreciated on the big screen just because of all the craziness that's going on. Even with all the flaws, I acknowledge that there are a lot of flaws in this script. But overall, I think it would be worth seeing, at least as a matinee. Okay. So three point five out of five. But it's on Netflix, so if you want to throw it on your TV, you can watch it, put it back, have general noise. But yeah, that's what I rated it. All
0: right. Um, so I got to, I checked it out. Um, I I felt it was kind of mediocre in some respects. I mean I. Michael Bay has really got a hard. It's really kind of a hard thing to f- watch a Michael Bay film that isn't that that you don't inherently first going in expecting uh, certain sequences or certain types of sequences because he has that particular style. Yes. That we've 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 definitely come to see, and I like some of I. To be honest, I like a lot of his earlier work, than I like some, a lot of his, some of his recent work. Be, I agree on that. To be totally honest, but I think that's again the right script, the right cast, the right director. You're going to have those things that are going to change the way the film goes. And uh, but this one, I was watching it and I could not help but think that like, this is Ocean's 11 meets Mission Impossible. Pretty much. It's it's very eclectic, very ensemble, and very much a if it's like if Mission Impossible could just go off the rails then this would probably be that result but again it's that it's that there's a different there's a different presence to when tom cruise is on a set versus ryan reynolds both of them are good in their elements but ryan as long as he's got that flexibility to just cut loose and improv he does really. He he seems to do really well, and he he's he's had a, quite a bit of range as far as roles. He isn't just stereotyped into one role or another, not counting Deadpool. But then again, that was that Deadpool a whole different thing to discuss. Yes. But if you look at his body of work, from Van Wilder and Am- Amityville Horror, um, so many different things he's done as a leading care as the leading character, as a supporting character. I mean the ones that he, it's his whole presence that seems interesting. But I'd be honest, I, I was getting I gave, I would give the film at best maybe a 2.5 out of 5 because there were elements where it's just like really because it's that Michael Bayism of a film, especially a lot of his recent stuff is and it, it like for me it's the lack of substance in the story. The story is a fun ride don't get me wrong it's a fun ride to watch it's some crazy shenanigans and there's a there's a a subtle element to the film where it's like the power of the rich can go to a lot of places and how inept sometimes governments can be because they're bowing to a purse instead of a morality and that's something i took away from the film but yeah they
3: did there they, they it did that's the one thing i'll give it positive the, the script is lacking in a lot of things but it was able to give that subtlety um instead of like force feeding the idea of rich being able to do anything it was very subtle and it was built into that idea of working from the shadows so i did appreciate that tagline if there was a positive
0: yeah, the shadows part didn't bother me. It was the it's that okay, if people if more people who were in that much power actually did things like that, there'd be a prior reckoning a lot, across a lot of places. But again, he took a gamble on this whole coup that he tried to stage, which we again, it's like you never know how how things are going to go later. But I've gone on Graza, or what about you? What was your take on this? Your review of the film?
1: Um, as a sort of a story, as sort of a storyteller myself, um, my mom's also an author. Uh, I really enjoyed the visual tour de force, uh, that is that is the the actual like meat and potatoes of a Michael Bay film, where yeah, just. Everything, all the stunts were spot on, you know, it, it, seamless. You, you couldn't tell. Like, I was kept, constantly kept thinking to myself, how the hell did they film that?
0: <laughs> That's the one thing that Michael Bay is
3: good at. He's good at doing <laughs> action.
0: Especially so- now with the technology of green screens and digital art. It's like,
3: yeah. Exactly. I mean,
0: for all we know, that whole thing could have been in a warehouse with a bunch of padding. And then all Who of those, I mean, some of the set, I mean, it's hard to tell with set pieces, but yeah. Yeah. But there's I definitely for, a few. I was like,
1: <laughs> I, I look for continuity because I've, I've worked in that kind of thing. We've had to keep track of continuity before and seeing uh, how like, you know, scene one, they have a bullet hole here or whatever in scene, whatever it's kind of missing, but it's back again in the other. Scene. There wasn't anything like that. They they were really good at tracking all of the continuity across all the different scenes, um, it was very visceral. I think it was. I don't know if that's like usual
0: for Michael Bay, but it was a little bit more bloody than some the yeah, other, other I, stuff I've I, seen. I think that's again. I that's, think that's the streaming that's world tight. versus the theatrical right. world. The theatrical.
3: Because See, you got it on the point, Scuba. Right. Is that unlimited money from Netflix, where it's like, here,
0: Bay, go? No, no, bay's. no. It. It. I think it's the rating system. When yeah. you look yeah, at a rating. rate when you look at a rate when you look at the mpa uh rating system for film yeah that, that, that there's a lot of bits like certain scenes certain dialogues are gonna get you a hammer right when you but move there's... into the to the digital space of streaming now it's like well there's a paywall before you even there's a different paywall or a different type of paywall and sometimes it's like well, we don't have to give so much, say, rated R, but we could say it's TV R+. Plus, R or whatever, or whatever. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's... For some reason... I mean, the same thing could be said for... I was saying that a few weeks ago with uh, the, the new Star Trek series, Picard. There are elements mm-hmm. of that that are a lot grittier. You would never have seen in yeah. network television Star Trek. Right. So... But yeah, there's there's some, there were some deaths in that. That was just like, dude. Yeah, that in sucks. the movie there were some,
1: yeah. some pretty cool some pretty cool
3: yeah, death Yeah, there's some, like, there were definitely cool death scenes. And that just yeah. the the opening sequence, the car chase. Oh God. I'll give it props to the fact that um that car chase was on point. Like I don't think I have seen such a great car chase that kept me on the edge right. of my seat it was from great. end to end. Um,
1: all the way, all it was all the way. Um, I liked. I, I again, the premise is is interesting because you know you have you don't have you, the characters don't go by their names not until yeah. push to the end, but it's it's you know like oh hey I'm one this is two etc you know and they have like a sort of like a handle they go by like, on you know, the guy who does parkour he's like the Skywalker. Uh, I love and, that guy. I, that was, he was good. I liked um it was uh i, I enjoyed the movie I, I give it a four myself because i'm into that kind of you know stupid explosions and you know running around and shooting things i, I didn't like the thing that didn't didn't do it for me was the uh how it was broken up at the beginning where they're kind of like going the guy is like Ryan Reynolds talks about the past, gets into the one part, and he goes, oh, and now you're caught up. But right after that, you have more flashbacks. And I, that was like...
0: That's you thought uh, about uh, the flashbacks uh, for each of the individual team members? Yeah.
1: They, they could have... Like, there's there's ways you could probably done that. And, you know, it's... I, I didn't agree with how that was all cut together. Let's just put it that
0: way. Yeah, that's... Could've been, uh, yeah, the edit, the editing on a lot on on some of those was like continuity. I agree totally, but they some of that flip back and forth. You're like, yeah,
1: you're, wait. it kind of like Raya's mentioned this before, where you have you're in the moment, right? let us let the audience enjoy that moment don't pull the audience out and go okay here let's kind of take it down a little we're gonna go into the back door then we're back into the car chase and then pull us back out and we're back then we're back into the you know you see you have this kind of like pulley push and pull thing where it kind of takes you out of the out of the element that you're in and that's not it's kind of jarring for the audience unless that's kind of like what you're going for and i felt like that could have been handled better i'm just saying
0: yeah yeah little little less add yeah there there
3: (laughs) there is uh no matter what genre there you have to have a seamless transition even if you're telling stuff backwards like memento or even trying to piece pieces things together like the the born uh born identity born supremacy born ultimative films you can piece things together but you got to know like exactly the point to transition back Mm, and like he, they i that was that was one of the flaws is like as much as i enjoyed that car chase it stopped to show the backstory i'm just like no yeah, i want not to do the necessary. car chase
1: <laughs> get me back to the car chase i'm having lots of fun watching them roam around wherever it is they're at i and, think they were, were in
0: italy. Oh,
1: italy yeah they were they in they were in italy place.
0: which is like really crazy place and i think anything in old europe is yeah. crazy to do a car chase
3: Yeah, because
0: the cities were not to built to handle cars. They were oh, never yeah. built to handle cars. It isn't like coming yes. to the West where every city is built to handle cars. So no, car yes. chases, you know, so.
1: It kind of gives you that claustrophobic feel the kind yeah. of narrow in that, you know, they're, they're barely making different things. People are jumping out of the way. One Everybody's on vespas. <laughs>
0: they're
1: on vespas. You know, it's that kind of, that kind of narrow corridor you're going for. Again, it's the, it's, it's the hallmark of a good director where you can pick the location to, to really accentuate the kind of scene that you're trying to do. And that's what Michael Bay is good at doing. It's just when, when we, like I said before, the editing part where it, you get disjointed from that experience can be jarring. Yeah. Yes. Again, that was really great. I know that uh, Sal has some uh, interesting points that he wanted to bring up so I will uh, hand the floor over to him.
3: Okay. Put the thumbs in place.
2: Well, mine was thumbs down. That's it. (laughs) It's just thumbs down? Let's put it this way. I watched it previously, I believe, when it first came out, and I hated it so bad that I put a thumbs down on it on Netflix. So I did not venture to even go to watch it. Okay. So yeah.
0: that's I don't
2: even know anything why I did like it, but if it if I hated it that much to put a thumbs down on it
0: and actually do a mental block I, <laughs> I'm not even going to bother. That's fair. I mean, that's I mean, we're a pretty diverse market market share here. <laughs> I mean, so but that's my input for it.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, so straight straight right to the point. point.
2: Now keep in mind that i watch movies for the entertainment purpose i don't do all this other crap that all you guys are doing oh this director this i don't do any of that mine is for entertainment purposes so
0: and obviously you were not entertained by this film at all nope okay well i mean okay. I, to be honest that's sometimes what we need when we get to talking credits is like we're looking at dissecting i mean Graz is like how did they film that scene how did they film that scene rise like story and all of that and i'm just like kind of a mix of the two of them and it's like does it how uh, the whole suspension of belief and yeah i mean in the end it's got to be you know a simple roman up or down it's yeah (laughs) it doesn't entertain people it
2: doesn't matter who the director is doesn't matter who the
0: actors are this Does is that, that point where me? I need that second, I need a block in the side that says, just to play that gift from Gladiator. Are you not entertained? <laughs> Are you no, not? That's what's
2: <laughs> It's like, if it doesn't entertain someone, then it's not a good movie. No matter who the director, who the actors, it don't matter. That's true. If it doesn't entertain the people, it's not good. You yeah. may get tons of money,
0: but it's not entertaining in the least. But that's actually that a very a interesting very thing when point. it comes to ne- a movie like this for Netflix. Is like, where is the the value recoup? I mean, how many people maintain their subscriptions?
3: <laughs> oh, I did. I do know that there was a lot of at least when it dropped. I think it dropped in November, December timeframe. That a lot of people were were just like saying like they enjoyed it. It was like that typical action guilty pleasure movie. You know, they know where where the faults are, but it's just just a simple dumb ride from beginning to end
0: Netflix so. and chill yeah they, I think then after discussing it I think I would refine my my comparison I would say it's a Ocean's Eleven meets uh, Mission Impossible meets Triple X
1: ironically they actually talk about knocking off a casino when they go to Vegas
0: so. I know that was such a great meta joke at the end
1: <laughs> it was <a> good...
0: <laughs> that was such a great meta <laughs> joke at the end because that really did that that really kind of it felt very oceans 11 ish in that sense you got the planner you got these people who are specific in these skills you know
1: each of these have we have a specific (coughs) skills
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and I, i like the i like the comparison like the military guy and how it's like you know that whole that whole brotherhood of being in in the service could right. be how running counter to the way that one had put this team together because one was an orphan right so it's like it's I, interesting,
1: it's I think it's most interesting out of the most interesting fact out of the entire movie is how seven changes the entire dynamic of the whole team just after you know when he gets yes you know and, and everybody follows he sort of like follows in behind him and agrees that yeah we should do it this way, because he's like he's like my name is so and so, and then everyone else he's like no one's like no no we shouldn't do that, and everyone else is like yeah my name is this and that and this, and he's over there like
0: uh, I guess we're doing this now, <laughs> which he never gave his name up.
1: No he didn't. No, we don't know his one's name. I
0: think that's part of the whole appeal for him. And he's the generic billionaire,
1: generic billionaire tech tech mogul
0: yeah so i mean very very ambiguous there but i think it's still funny so oh, yeah
3: it's a very play on there's that little satire about the, the the billionaire but you don't really know and he just smiles every time they try to ask him where to get it he's just i just did
0: it. <laughs> or or how about when he does the some of the tactics of the and seven's like uh where did you learn that you'll yeah. find out where in did you
1: learn you'll find out in the sea mm-hmm. yeah he, like he said he was like with some very sus type of people and you know, like jump out of airplanes and i stuff. think it had like, to do like with some of like, the
0: tech he developed and selling it to yeah, the cia right and being able to i mean it's kind of like to, that that Get felt a lot like posturing. when you look back at uh dark knight and when bruce goes to china to extract that guy And how it's like, or just in general, when you look at the anime, when you look at the whole thing of Batman and how he got all of his training and then think about all the various contacts he's got for so many different skills. Oh yeah. I mean, you can't be, it's that, that's kind of what that struck me as is like, Oh, well, I know a guy who knows a guy or
1: opens the door to many contacts and opportunities to learn and,
0: Yes. <clears throat> so, all right. Well, I think we're good on that that film. Mm-hmm. So, next up, we got do, 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 State of Game. Which oh I will... boy, State of Game, where we talk about the various games we are playing and uh, whatnot, we even get a little bit of gaming soft? news. Say again.
1: How's the airsoft going?
0: <laughs> Fields are all still closed. Welcome I, to the world of quarantine. On that note, uh, <laughs> Swamp Sniper did post a pretty a pretty touching video of the field as it the season is changing and everything's waking up because it's spring. So that was kind of cool. Um, but you have to go to check that out on, on YouTube for Swamp Sniper but it was a really nice video um, nice but yeah Airsoft is kind of but again until the world starts to turn again
1: everybody's role playing the end of the world or the apocalypse or the fields are empty everyone's dead technically
0: I mean I've seen people they make plenty of wasteland jokes just going to the Walmart to get toilet paper I mean shit
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're out in the parking lot having to barter with people, yo man. I got
0: exactly. Some, I, got some I mean, it's
1: man. You got I some
0: people. apples. i, I mean, going some, out and seeing um, people wearing like baklavas or, or all these masks to cover their faces and stuff. I was like, I get it, I get it. I'm not, I'm not degrading like the so the the importance of being safe or whatever. But at some point, it's just like, can we just move on? I mean please
1: well not until they give the all clear so people are just gonna it's it's technically oh uh, yeah easy. and that
0: well let's let's not go off the rails let's stay to stay the game then we can go off the rails stay in the game. next couple of stories so uh, airsoft okay. aside that was quick that was painless uh airsoft video games video yes. game wise how's our progress on our games i got a lot of updates on that all right well, I think we'll start in a different order this time. And how about we start with uh, Saladin? What games? What what's your game progress? Um, space engineers. Okay, what are you building
2: in space engineers now? Um, actually, I was just relaxing. Okay. Kind of just a sit back, relax game. I just loaded up uh, a. Uh basically in Space Engineer Space Engineers, which just released Xbox like two or three days ago, by the way. Oh really? Um, yeah.
3: yeah. It's something
2: to look forward to. Um, and but they have so you can load up a map or load up different places to spawn at. And you can load different things. Well, we call them the cheater maps because they already have a base they already have like your drills and everything you need to survive it's already there
0: well sometimes you want that versus having to build everything from scratch well due
2: Fun to news. due to us being how we are or how I am this is a very cheater base because I'd rather go in and build myself that kind of stuff because it doesn't take very long for me within five ten minutes i have a fully functional base and i'm good but i don't even want to waste that five ten minutes i just want to just go in and diddle down around relax just do things
0: okay well
2: i started that up um i haven't been playing many too many games been uh focusing on really other things so
0: And but, we know, but you, you, the more complex the mind, the more the need for play. Yeah, so
2: I will hand it back over to you, Scuba, and let us know what you've been playing.
0: All righty, I'll take that. Um, been playing Division Two. Um, had a good run last la- last night. Had a good run for about two and a half hours. Finally figured out how to get the, the party chat to work. So uh, all righty. Um, but was re- I've been reviewing the footage from last week, and last week we had a massive, uh four almost five hour stream. Yeah, it was a long last week. However, there are chunks of it that the stream had gone so corrupted that all I, that there was no audio. So it was pretty ugly. But last night's stream was, I think, went pretty well. I have to review the video for it, but. Between that and just playing some, uh... all right. uh... Damn it, (laughs) Rye! Keep going, keep going. Broke character. Keep going. I know. Um, That was pretty much it. I've been thinking about trying to jump into something else, but I just I'm trying to get caught up on video. I realized I really got far behind on video. For the other media outlets, so I've got to get caught up on that. But yeah. uh, I'm thinking right now I want to push through and get to the end game content for Division Two, and then move on to something else, and maybe come back for a challenge run or something like that.
3: Yeah, I'm scoping out games that maybe we could play together. I mentioned last night, uh, maybe Fantasy Star Online Two. There's what? other ones that are um, free to play on Xbox.
0: Yeah, Top Shelf has been playing uh, Devil May Cry Five. That's and, definitely fun. And um, I just saw him playing Dark Siders, Dark Siders, the first one. So before that, he was doing like the Show and Jump, and even tried the uh, Gun Gale Online uh, game, Bullet Bullets or something like that, but. I haven't, I haven't done too much. I've been watching game, watching various games. Like I spent the weekend watching the Final Fantasy VII remake uh, released by Gamers Little Playground, and wow, I'm jealous. I don't have a PS4 because that game looks seriously enjoyable. I mean, keep it bear in mind that when Gamers Little Playground. If you haven't wa- watched any of their stuff before, they take a full game playthrough. With relevant gameplay and dialogue, as well as the cutscenes to where it looks like a kind of cinematic experience. And for for the just the first part that was released for Final Fantasy 7 that was a 12 and a half hours of video put out over four parts. Oh, yeah. And it's just that first section of the game that was released. So it's just like, wow. But. All right, uh, I'll toss it over to uh, Rai. What what about you?
3: Well, transitioning into that, uh, you hope you had a PS4 to get Final Fantasy VII Remake. I am going to pick up that game at some point because the more and more I see it, the more and more I get enticed. So, yeah, it's going to drop in my PS4 uh, this week. Um, But it's a big download, so I'm probably going to get an external so I have space. Yes, Um, good idea. So, but other than that, I did, um, I've been playing Division 2 with you and you can watch our, our streams here on the, on the, on the Twitch channels, if you, if you happen to catch it. Other than Division 2, I did, uh, finish up, uh, the Outer Worlds. So I did complete that game from end to end and finish the story in that. And I must say that was a very, um, a good, relaxing and enjoyable RPG. Um, it it was deep enough to where choices mattered so every everything you do in that matters it has a consequence so when you get to the end and it does its epilogue it shows the outcome of all the choices you made up until that point so it was definitely a cool different experience it was definitely fun uh pitting factions against factions you you know you gain reputation highs and lows depending on if you're working for um certain groups and working on different planets but overall it was a good rpg definitely it was fun um, other than that, I have just, uh, for some reason, I have jumped back into playing Torchlight 2 on my Switch just because I love loot and I love action RPGs. And that game just is a time sink. And yeah. So the next games on deck will probably be Days Gone because eventually I got to take out the wrapper and Final Fantasy VII Remake. So those nice. will probably be the next two I jump in. Right. And Fantasy Star Online 2, once I start to dabble into that and see if I like it or not.
0: All right. Well, that leaves. Anything else, Roy? Um, no, that's it. Uh, right. I popped the breaking
3: news, but we can see that for
0: Yeah, that, that, that goes in a little later. All right, Graza, what about you? What's your uh, gaming experiences of the week?
1: I'm glad you asked, Scuba. Uh, <laughs> I've had a pretty good uh, week of um, just kind of like playing, believe it or not, just regular Minecraft. Um, and then there's uh, No Man's Sky, which had an update again recently, which added um, mechs to the game. I'm really actually very excited. I haven't got a chance to get my hands on one just yet. But oh. uh, just traditional, good old Minecraft with the newer updates and stuff is fun. Just hang nice. out with friends, relax. And um, which kind of actually brings us to one of our really awesome stories about. Um, uh, games being used as a sort of meditative state, like what Sal was talking about uh, earlier, where he would, you know, he logged in not just to like be challenged, but just to relax, just to like to chill, to, to, to just be a part of the game. Um, some of the stuff in there was like uh, uh, Animal Crossing, for for instance. You have that kind of zen kind of feeling where you go around collect different things you talk to people you do a routine you know and it lasts all day i mean the, the day cycles are the same as wherever you reach mm-hmm. it and it's it's a very it's a very fast it's a good article and uh, i recommend uh, you know, it's in the show notes so definitely go check it out for sure um and uh another another good article a long time ago i saw this a few years ago was a uh, bullet hell uh shoot us like games as meditate as zen like like meditation so in a, in a bullet for those who don't know a bullet hell game is basically think of it like the old arcade games where you'd fly like an airplane and then you'd have like things oh, shoot at you. now i and it. you have to dodge out of the way it's yeah it's like that except more extreme more extreme than that so you have to maneuver your craft while firing and you know make sure you get in it because there's patterns to the attacks it's not just random oh there's yeah patterns to the attacks so you you figure out the pattern but as you're playing some some players take it to the next level and they enter a, a they actually enter a zen like state there was some research done on people like they would have the electrodes on their on the thing and they would play play the game and they they achieved a a brainwave pattern similar to monks doing you know who have been trained for many many years entering into a zen, a zen meditative state and it's it's fascinating to see how some people um, you can and it's great it's great for your brain it really is you, you, once you start trying to actually go oh hey i'm doing so good start thinking about the moves that's when you lose it, you know but as long as you're um focusing on the different you're not actually focusing on it but you're letting your own intuitive whatever take over and it's really good uh let's see here right and that's pretty much it for that but also um you have uh, another another story linked on here which was uh, speaking of the ps4 You have, yeah. Well,
0: before you jump too far ahead, let's uh backtrack on the one you were just saying. The uh, gaming is meditation is an article from the BBC, as you you mentioned, Graz, it is in the show notes. And I was just wanted to get a couple everybody else's opinions on the the, whether it's a personal opinion or a personal experience with playing some of the games because they're not talking like you know. Running and gunning in Call of Duty or something like that—they're talking, you know, some of the more some that would be more some that could be argued as casual play type game or a game that is more artistic than just a platform a a typical platform like say Call of Duty or Diablo or something like that. Um,
2: Minecraft.
0: Yeah, Minecraft is uh, probably one I would I've spent many many hours doing nothing just list doing that as kind of just a just doing something sub for my subconscious to chew on something else or i'm working through podcast episodes and want to play minecraft while i'm doing that because i don't want to be distracted by whatever game i want to try and play but then again there's other like there's other things like uh i play lemmings on uh lemmings and 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 cells to singularity and those are fairly minor. Not so much to the level they're talking about this, but again, it's kind of that, oh, I'm not doing this to really, I'm doing this as kind of a side thing. Um, Minecraft being the most one. But what about uh, you, uh, Ryan, Sal? Have you, uh, Sal just mentioned that he did Space Engineers as kind of a, I'm just gonna chill. I'm not doing this for any purpose and just kind of just letting the, the muscle memory work its way through. Uh, any other game experiences or anything that you can relate to, as far as this article and the, the co- what it's trying to get into?
3: Uh, I, I yeah, I read I read the article. Um, it does uh, go into a lot of great detail. Where it, in the general sense, that the games that they reference are just uh, kind of like relaxation kind of games. There's no real like focal point. There is a general focal point but you're just generally just uh, living the world. And the experiences, uh, at least they pointed out one game recently that I, I have been playing, which I have on the Switch, Stardew Valley. It's to, it was one of those typical games, you just go around mining, farming, you know, you have certain goals you have to reach. Uh, some of the other games that, that I have played in the past that would relate into the vein of what the article is mentioning, um, would be The Sims, the original Sims, um, Sims 3, uh, I used to play Rollercoaster Tycoon a lot. And so those would be games that I would just venture out and just do things. And some other tycoon games that I ventured out into that where I just did um, stuff was um, uh, SimCity 2000, um, City Skylines. I was just uh, thinking before. about
0: the classic SimCity on the uh, yeah. Super Nintendo.
3: Yeah. So it, 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 the, the article gives you a general sense that when people think about games, they think about the running and gunning. Uh, but they um they don't realize that there are other games that are like big sprawling and stuff and even though there i sensed a little a biasness against the certain big games but they did give highlights to some of the big games like when they mentioned assassin's creed especially the more recent assassin's creeds um you have your missions but you can just venture out you can just um, look at the world and watch the world uh when i was reading that part what it made me think about was the Witcher 3. Everybody knows that's my favorite game. But the thing is, is that The Witcher 3, you have your main quest line, but you can just go. You can just venture out, talk to other townsfolk, come across situations, and just kind of work your way through it. Skyrim no is really right, good for that too. Uh, I've... It's like we're like tied together. I was about to mention that one too. Skyrim <laughs> is
0: another. T- I, think is another Sky, one I think Skyrim is the the originator of the whole yeah. main quest. Nah, I'll yeah. get to it eventually. But the one thing that, that 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 this that this
3: article made me think about was my MMO years. The ones the years when I was like knee deep in playing MMOs, especially Lord of the Rings Online. I played that for uh, like close to ten years. And it was probably one of the best times of my gaming life because it was not just a matter of just, you know, you know, getting, you know, completing quests and stuff. It was just the enjoyment of living the world, interacting with other people and just kind of just being there. It wasn't that general meditative escape, the one that the article is talking about. You can just be there. I could just go in and I could just go in and just furnish my house and go to the, to, um, um, what the heck? go to certain pubs that are iconic in the story and just chill there and drink and mm-hmm. interact, and yeah. Um, uh, the Prancing Pony that's what I was trying to think of in <laughs> Brie, so just sit there and chill,
0: yeah. I can definitely relate that with uh, World of Warcraft,
3: yeah. So
0: being a recovering yeah. wow addict,
3: <laughs> but especially in this time, this article is very prudent in a time like this because. Um, gamers reign high now. Like, there is a point to gaming. <laughs> oh, yeah. You understand that now. Everybody.
0: What about you, Saladin? I see you're uh sifting through uh steam there.
2: Yeah, so the main one that I can use personally is like a, a getaway. Mm-hmm. There's about three of them, of course, space engineers. Everybody knows about space engineers, I've talked about it enough. Um, that game is that is a a game where if you played it enough then it does become relaxing because you can just sit there and build whether you're survival or creative you can just build because you already know how to play the game and well enough for it you have no real fears of dying anymore in the game now the other one believe it or not is Counter-Strike um, because I've played it so long, um, i played Counter-Strike Source, not the new crap. Mm-hmm. Um, but I go into certain servers and they have gun games, they have um, uh, op shootouts, that kind of stuff, or some of the older maps. So it's just kind of fun and in interacting with the people in there. Yeah, some people play for... <laughs> a lot more than just fun. But a lot of us go in there. There's a couple servers that I go on to do that. But the other one is... The one I have on my screen right now... Is Reassembly. This one is a top-down thing. It is... It is like... One of the best ones that I know of. Uh, for a simple fact of... It's $15. And... You can... You playing this continuously, and you build little ships, and you keep growing bigger, and it's just one of those... You don't have to play it. It's not a MMO or anything like that. You don't lose anything. You close out, you come back, you have all your same stuff, you go back into the world. You sit there and play that. But um other than that one, uh, let's check out uh, another one that might... Be fun that people would realize is this one.
0: I can't make out the name.
2: Uh, Zombie Defense.
0: Okay, that's. It is a
2: mindless clicking. Basically, you're just moving characters around, and you're buying uh, different characters. Put them in a circle, and you're done. I think at I... some point, yes, it's it's a little more intense, but for the most part, if you're already passed all the way through. You can just go through it again and just kind of see what you can do. Kind of deal. I think there's well, some well,
0: something with that, With uh, I think all of us have kind of hit on and I venture this out and see if you agree is all these games that really kind of lead into that kind of Zen state, all the controls are extremely simple. Oh yeah. Yes. Um, I mean that, that seems to be are... like the magic sauce, so to speak is Minecraft. It's like, construct or destroy uh subnautica once you get through the basics which you learn in the, like the first 30 minutes there's no time limit to try and do anything else um space engine anything like minecraft spanges space engineers terraria uh, stardew valley all of these they're very much even getting into things like minecraft or not minecraft uh skyrim and lord of the rings online and uh world of warcraft and all them the basic controls after they don't they're very intuitive for the most part you get them down in like 30 minutes and then at some point in the game it's oh i can just meander yeah. my way from point a to point b like When you, like, for World of Warcraft, when you get to the point where you have flying mounts and you can fly yourself to places you don't have to, it's like, oh, well, I'm just going to (laughs) watch. I'm just going to fly for no reason. And all the ones you're showing, it's like the controls are extremely simple.
2: Yes. And plants
0: versus zombies. Can't go wrong with that. Nope.
3: I heard that that was a fun game.
2: It is an amazing game just to sit there and mindlessly kill zombies
0: especially once you get your your line set up and you just let them go and it's like okay that sound that music just kind of yeah the music is really good in the
2: game so i leave the music going half the time (laughs) otherwise yeah there's not not many games that i can say that i go back to So, I have a depression state sometimes during the month, during the year, and it usually lasts for like three or four months. Well, my usual go to to go back into gaming after that happens is either Space Engineers, Counter Strike, or a mixture of the two. Fair. And then I start playing more games, or if anything, it's Planet (laughs) Side. Planet Side 2.
0: Yeah, we, we, we've along. talked at length a, about Planet Side.
2: Well, Planet Side 2. Not yes. Planet Side, Planet Side 2. Okay. Because I have a level 100 character. Okay. So, yeah, most things are easy for me there now. And it's just kind of walk around and go, poof, you're dead. <laughs> poof, you're dead. So, <laughs>
0: but anyway. <laughs> Simon Susan. Yeah, really, yep. <laughs> I'm a sniper so that's yeah. gonna be our that's gonna be our new show challenges somebody has to make some demolition man reference at some point <laughs> <laughs> ah. but uh, all right so we'll roll into the next thing that Graza was alluding to uh, and that was another article about Sony and PlayStation I guess the Sony's having this play at home initiative and they're gonna give away free games
3: Yes, they are.
0: And the first game, the first game is uh, the Nathan, the Uncharted collection, and then the second game is uh, the name escapes me right now. Journey. The second game. Journey. I'm not familiar with Journey, but Uncharted I've played. I really enjoy the Uncharted games.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. Um, this place. article. Definitely go uh, on GameRamp. Basically, there's no strings attached. So this isn't your typical games with gold or PS Plus games. It's pretty much, hey, uh, we know y'all dealing with some stuff. Have, have these games for free. Especially having that Uncharted a bundle, it's going to be definitely fun. So I should play through mine.
1: Journey is one of those uh, simplistic games. It's a, it's an environment. It, it's an environmental, like, walkthrough kind of thing. There's story. There's nothing really too like hard about it, but it's the the visual a visual representation where you have a beautiful environment that you walk through, and uh, it can be a, like like we said before very relaxing, and, uh, zen-like, and you get to see different things. So it's a it, it's it's a game that I, I, I is on my list of to play. So nice. If so I can get my hands on a
0: PlayStation, I will definitely get reactivate my PlayStation Plus and start checking it out. Um, okay, I'm
3: gonna download that Journey
0: right away. I mean, I, it's nice that they finally did something similar to the Games of Gold because that's one of the one of the few things I don't like about the I, comparatively speaking is like with Games of for Gold, you get your free games a month. But then, if you don't renew gold, you you don't lose access to the games. With PlayStation Plus, you just stop doing, you stop renewing that subscription, you lose access to all the games. So it's like, eh. so I, I kind of like how Sony's doing something like this, which is you don't, which is really hard, which, really uncommon for them. But again, and yeah. also, it's like this the, this also tells me out of the box thinking. To encourage social distancing, which is a complete reverse, before all this,
1: potential customers to die and not give them money.
3: It's like we need you to get our game. So here's a couple. Phrases. Well, yeah, it's oh, like yeah, a, we, we would always be. It. It's like
0: no, don't stay inside and play video games all day. Go outside. Now it's now stay like, inside stay all day. <laughs> Here's some video games to keep you from being bored.
3: Oh yeah, I enjoy my video games, but I enjoy going outside too. So.
1: Wow. Well. It's, it's it's ironic, too, because, you know, it's the whole, people need to go outside now, and, you know, these young whippersnappers, it. It, it's hilarious, because, you know, some of the people like ourselves, you know, sort of introverts or whatever, even though I go outside, quite some, you know, enough to, you know, get some air and walk around and stuff, people who are already good on the social distancing thing
0: <laughs> are doing fine. There was, a, there was a meme I saw today. Actually, it was a, it was a collection of t-shirts. That oh, was Final nice. Fantasy. The original uh, original encouragement for social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help but disagree. <laughs> I need that shirt. It's, it's, hey. I mean. In fact, one of our. One, has a
1: lot of great stuff.
0: One of our airsofting buddies, he's he, he was on Twitch uh, earlier today, and he was playing Final Fantasy IX, and I was just like, "Ooh, I haven't watched that Ooh. ever." Yeah. Nice. That was a good one. Huh?
3: My favorite of Final Fantasies was eight, The Dark Horse.
1: That eight was good. I liked eight. I kind of liked X. I like I like seven. I like I like seven. I like X and X two.
0: I didn't get too Everything far else. in X2. Yeah, but uh, I have seven, I eight, love... nine X and X2. I think my favorite one has got to be 15.
1: I've not played that
3: far.
0: Yeah, 15 is fun. I, I was thinking. I've been thinking about going back to it because I got all the DLCs for it. And uh, Top Shelf asked me at dinner today, I was like, how many Final Fantasy games are there?" I'm like, sequentially or not? Are we including <laughs> spinoffs? Are we including cameos? <laughs> Are we including the one on the left corner oh,
1: that there it took Tactics. time? Final Fantasy Tactics.
0: Yeah. Can't go
1: how wrong. How about
3: the MMO?
0: But the MMO is- Yeah, it's numbered. It's still te- It's, it's technically- And he's oh, and it, top down. shelf is like, how do they continue the story across that many games? It's like, there's your first mistake. He doesn't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he doesn't know.
0: Coingething doesn't exist. Um, just I think playing. we came it's up with uh, I, think we, I think if I think I think we came up with if you don't count Smash Brothers uh 28 titles
1: That sounds about right.
0: Yeah. Cuz I think if you have uh, uh 50 uh, through 1 through 15 you have the three the three uh spin-offs from for 7 Kingdom Hearts and probably x x2 now that i think about it so about 28 different final fantasy games
1: i think i remember on the side like a slight tangent there was a movie i saw and i think they went either like time travel or they woke up or in, in the future and they're like how many terminators are there how many final fantasy games is there? you know i need to know
0: oh <laughs> come on you gotta go with the original <laughs> back to the future too Jaws, right. 30. <laughs> Jaws 30. Jaws <yes>. 30. <laughs> <laughs> cheesy 3, Cheesy CG shark hologram. It's like shark he was scared out of his mind. Shark still looks fake. Like yeah, now.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, if you came from his time to where you saw something projecting out of you know thing and it's coming at you and
0: you're like, oh no,
1: (laughs) (laughs) is it made of energy? Am I gonna die? (laughs)
0: That's fair. Anyway, that's fair. All right, moving on. Um, Moving on. Got another news story to talk about, and this is since. We're talking about social distancing and, you know, game companies giving away games and all these other things. Uh, people are starting to talk about the whole going back to the world spinning again. And we have an article that was from the Wall Street Journal um, talking about the reopening of the economy. And the, this this article talks about how it's going to be, it's good, there's going to be a new normal post-COVID-19 isolation. And how that's going to affect the economy. And I found the article was really cool. It definitely caught my interest. I think it's... I'm hoping that some of that stuff will be... uh, I'm looking forward to the new normal in some respects. But in other respects, it's like... This is like everything else. We've had a major uh, world-changing event. I think within a few years, we're just going to forget about it anyway.
3: So... That's yeah, how the world turns is like an event happens and you you quietly forget and you kind of move on. Um, this article I mentioned in, in the pre-show it, it was a very it was a very uh, middle ground article. It, it, it stated the it provided a very thorough examination of how things can get back through a basic introduction. It was not saying hey that we're not going to be able to go here, or we need to never go back here. It's like we're going to get back. It's yeah. just baby steps. And people need to just uh, come to the realization that, you know, you got to take incremental steps to get back. But at the same time, you, you can't buy into that hysteria because obviously, um, like any virus, if you understand viruses, viruses need a host, viruses eventually burn out. And, and they you mutate. have heard, yeah, and they mutate. And you definitely, you know, once that happens, kind of like the flu, you get, you know, flu season, you always get a flu shot. Most people do. Um, this is just going to be just part of that group, you know.
0: Well, I, and, I, I one of the things I'm looking at is like this is my wife works for uh, Walmart and they have been selling bicycles, yeah, in droves. And there's been a lot more people doing more outdoor, doing some outdoorsy things, social distancing in mind. But that and the, the whole work from home and remote work has really gone up. It's that how much of that is going to continue or how long before that just dries up and we get back to, you know, the way things used, quote unquote, used to be with everybody spending all their time commuting to and from work.
3: Yeah, I think it'll really cycle back to it. It just depends on on, on a twofold approach. What industry you're in and uh, how the people will will react in returning back to that norm. Because you have various degrees of industries out there where it's dependent on crowds. You have the huge entertainment industry. You have the the sports industry. You have the, the dining experiences. You have travel and tourism. A lot of that is dependent on crowds and people, you know, like, uh, just to mention, um, a local festival that was canceled, something in the water that drawed in over 60,000 people last year, that was a money maker. So, you know, you do need crowds for certain things. I have planned concerts throughout this summer and concerts require crowds. Yes. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a matter of what the normal is going to be and how people are going to react and there's going to be a two-fold approach there's going to be a group where once the gates are lifted they'll go and enjoy going places like me i like going places so the second that door opens i'm going everywhere and then you have the other camp where it's like once it opens it'll be so timid it's like am i sure i can go out it's just a just a you're just going to have that two-fold approach it's just a matter of how to incrementally get that group back into the fray
0: all right sal Grauso, what about you guys I think the most striking thing about the article,
1: and what what, um, Rai was saying as well, is the the image here. The very first image you see, it's a very it's a definitive thing. It, it, it you know what defines you know that, um, what uh, what I'm just trying to say that that not year but century. There's a every ten years. What is that? I can't remember
0: the name. Decade.
1: Decade. Thank you. What defines a decade? the beginning of this decade i think this picture
0: here really kind of
1: um it, it brings it home because you have these people sitting behind these pain glasses here
0: eating oh, lunch yeah the uh, picture and of the plant
1: it's 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 a hyundai plant in seoul south korea and they are they put these shields up to you know keep everyone from like affecting or coughing or stuff going stray or whatever and you know when i was back in Middle school, you know, you'd have this big cafeteria table, and there everybody's like this. You yeah. Know? So there's this whole will. What we're experiencing now change that dynamic, and I think the answer is a quite emphatically yes. Oh yeah. And it's a, it's a, it, the picture is so it, it's fascinating because of the um, of that particular kind of thing. So I'm gonna you know. Sal, so, what do
0: you think about
3: that? Sal says he has no input. <laughs> he's busy <sighs> typing away on the digits.
0: Yeah, he's, he's probably uh, back in the coding.
3: Right, uh, so... I support your endeavor. Yeah, isolation
0: I, I mean, that's a very interesting image. Another one, if you—another one near the top of the article is that picture of the uh, the street. Pre-COVID, and then a picture of the street now, where it's like you can literally see all the way down and see what's written on the road. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's it's it's
3: it's it's, an, it's crazy when you see some of these photos out here where you're typically seeing hustle and bustle. Like there's an image out there where it showed at, at the top of rush hour at L.A. and there's no cars on the I- I-5. Yeah. No cars.
0: Well, I mean, we just passed a gas station. It was a dollar sixty a gallon. Keep going down. I like that. I mean, and the... It, but...
1: Supply and demand.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, and and we're looking, there was a... To, to kind of dovetail into another article that you sent but didn't get put in the notes was uh, the major movie tra- theater trains are, are, are looking at reopening in late July at this point. Yes. So with reopening in July that's going to change and then the fact that they're going to and there there's even another one where it was like talking about amc filing bankruptcy to protect themselves yeah a lot of things is when people
3: hear bankruptcy they all automatically assume they're going to fall and falter the bankruptcy is a point of protection for a lot of companies so they're there i think it might be a win because they're already in debt so it might help them in the long run Plus, opening in July, most of the major releases have already pushed every major release up up through July that we're going to come out has already been pushed to the fall or next year. So the actual the two major films that will be released as the most recent will be Mulan, I think, at the end of July, and Wonder Woman is supposed to be August. So when they open up, they're going to have to find a way to bring people back in. So the article that you were referencing, which is on Screen Rant, they might be thinking about doing like marathons or rehashing some films that they already released earlier this year.
0: Stuff stuff to really just, okay, I want to do this for the theater experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you
3: got to get people a reason to come back because there's no new releases. So they have to have a reason to go to the theater.
0: Oh. I think, as we talked about before, the experience people are going to come. But I think, to Graz's point, and my my opinion, my thought is, well, for at least for a while, it's going to be you're not you're going to have crowds, but you're not going to have big crowds. And because yeah, you're going to ha- you're going to have crowds, yes, crowds will still come for cro- for crowd type activities, but I think they're going to start to instead of how. Instead of emulating a sardine can, they're going to start emulating something that has a little more breathing room between people.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think what's going to happen is what AMC was starting to do before they shut down was doing that 50% capacity and, you know, spacing people out in the theater. Yeah. That's what they were doing before they shut down. So I'm guessing that's what's going to happen.
0: I mean, there's going to be a lot of room for renovation work to change things. I mean, even if they change up the entries to ma- these major out uh storefronts where it's like oh i have a door that i can allow six people in at a time and then it's a it's like all right well you know let's limit that down let's not have you know this big mob walk in and out
3: but yeah and yeah. it's it's a matter of uh, manufacturing a, a better a better normalcy of crowds but at the same time like Y'all mentioned the article does a good job of saying, "Hey, we're going to have to do incremental," but the obviousness is don't fall into that trap of hysteria, because you know you have industries that require crowds. It's going to happen. Oh yeah, you're not
0: going to get rid of those. I think I think we I think we all emphatically agree. You're never going to get rid of crowds. Yeah. And
3: yeah, and viruses mutate and die. The crowds are going to last forever. So
1: until we don't. Eh, pretty much. Pretty yeah. Much. Someone
0: pushes the button and, eh, and then we don't have to Show must go on. alrighty righty. Well, I think we're good with that. So, we'll end the show with going over a couple of quick uh, movie news things since we're kind of leading into that anyway. Um, first one is Disney Plus passes 50 million global sur- subscribers that's uh, pretty impressive. I mean, according to the, according to the article from Screen Rant, um, Disney was originally thinking they would get, they would hit that number after two to three years of being up. Yeah. And they, they hit it, hit it within a few months. And then of course, but there's also a side to the statistic is you have various methods like Verizon is giving out free memberships to Disney plus as part of your Subscription, yeah service to Verizon, so that's going to skew the numbers. Where are they getting the numbers from? And depending on how various other things from other states, or countries, where Disney Plus is there, how are they? How are different providers passing that out? Oh yeah.
1: As a comparison, uh, Netflix has over 167 million subscribers to their. Oh platform. yeah. So that's they they've went one third. Is it one third yeah, yeah one
0: third roughly them. it's that's roughly crazy. a third giver if you add in six percent plus or minus i'd say i'm very comfortable saying it's a third of the business a third of netflix's customer base right and you know having to deal with this so yeah that's but, impressive
3: but yeah when you look at the subscription for both you know both the the both disney plus and netflix Mm -hmm. they also don't include the fact that you have profiles under each you can have up to four on disney plus exactly that's going to skew it as
0: well i know me personally i have every member of my household has a has a sub profile on both of them but i I don't subscribe to net i mean i use netflix through my cell phone provider I'm going to be
3: honest. Verizon doing what Disney Plus, T-Mobile is doing with Netflix.
0: Exactly. I mean, that's how I I do Netflix. And Netflix just put out an email today that now they've expanded their stuff. Where now, instead of doing your parental settings across the whole account, now you can go into each sub-profile and set individualized parental controls, as well as a pin, to each account. that's
3: That's like all right everybody is my netflix as an adult so
0: well it's fine and the thing and is today we just time? today we just sat there and because uh one of the tvs that we've been using in one of the rooms is like 15 years old and no longer works right so <laughs> we went out and got new tv for that room and then it's like well let's go ahead and get some new tvs get some tvs for the kids and now at these new smart TVs and for going into various profiles and everything else to set them up, it's like, I mean, i was sitting there having to do the whole network administrator thing.
1: Yep.
3: Oh yeah, like it's 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 a wonderful treat with these smart TVs and or you know, in my house, I have two smart TVs, I have a couple of Fire Sticks, I have a Chromecast, and then not to mention my two gaming systems. Well, I mean, has-
0: the thing is, these TVs came with the apps pre-installed, streaming wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like that you can cast to them with no additional hardware necessary. I mean, one of the first things to set up is connecting to the connecting to the Wi-Fi, and then we're golden.
3: Yes, that so. was uh, definitely prime with my new Samsung TV. Connect it to the web, and boom, there you go. All
0: right, all right. Our uh, next story here is uh, the the next movie to get a Disney live-action remake is Robin Hood.
3: Oh yes, the I'm actually really act. kind
0: of stoked for this because I still have bits from that movie playing in my head from time to time, especially that op- the whole opening song, Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest. The forest. The- <laughs>
1: Is it the the um
0: the one where they're animals? Yes. Or a different- oh, okay. Even better, right? Ooh. Even better. <laughs> Even better.
1: They don't want to scale it back like they did the Lion King, right? And be like, I'm actually on all fours and have this cute outfit
0: on. Ha ha. Okay.
3: (laughs) So the article goes into uh, the details of what the Robin Hood um, remake's going to be. I'm hoping Um, that
0: they don't, that they keep it the anthropomorphic, like, okay, this is a fox who walks around like a human type thing. Not, this is a fox who walks around like a fox. Oh yeah, I think if they so, did that for the realism, I'd be like, dude, no, I'm out. Exactly, it's I'm straight out. Because I be out I... the technology,
3: so <laughs> you know, they can they can make it work either you know the way they did Lion King or Jungle Book or do it a little bit differently. Um, just some tidbits, some bullet points from the article. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carrie Gronlin, um, who wrote the script for the Lady and Tramp a live action remake, is working on the script. And the director, Carlos Lopez Estrada, is um, attached to it. And he did a little uh, small indie film, a critically acclaimed indie film back in 2018 called Blind Spotting, which I watched and thoroughly enjoyed. And what they're saying here is that it's going to be a live-action CGI musical. Once again, feature anthrop- anthropomorphic animal versions of the characters. So you're going to get your what you asked for. Cool. Yes.
0: Alrighty. and the next one which you posted in the discord chat uh breaking news yeah um so it's it looks up. like sam remy is gonna be directing doctor strange the multiverse of madness yes i'm looking uh,
3: forward to that. oh I, I
0: i i was sold on it at the beginning but now i'm like dude yeah it has been rumored out
3: there and we have talked about it on previous prof uh previous podcast where it's been rumored even from the previous director who's still a producer scott derrickson who said that yeah we're thinking that sam raimi might come in so he did an interview recently and pretty and confirmed that he's looking forward to working on this new project with marvel so
0: i think it'll be really good i mean sam raimi's eye for cinematics is just hilarious
3: yeah. he's bringing he's- his team that he used on the first two spider-man
0: oh to help with you know, so. so, and we we know, of course, Bruce Campbell will be there, right? No, Obviously, he got,
1: to. He got to to <laughs> most definitely.
0: It's amazing how many of these directors have these actors that are with them Special in lectures, every film. Yeah. So whether um, it's Josh Sweden, said... Sam Remy, J.J. Uh, Abrams, all these, it's like every Smith, one of those guys.
1: Kevin Smith has has a crew.
0: Yeah, Tim Burton. <laughs>
3: Everybody, yeah. Tim Burton, Danny Elfman. Um, Christopher Nolan has Helen Zimmerford doing his score all the time. So,
0: yeah. All right. um, So I think that's their last news article out of this. Yep. All righty. So any closing thoughts before we uh, roll into our closing stuff? Um...
3: Definitely uh, there's a lot of good, if you, you know, with the time on hand, definitely catch up on a lot of the series because all the streaming services are dropping them like flies, especially Netflix. Since the start of the quarantine, they have been pushing out everything. Everything from international to docu-series to, you know, intuitive sci-fi shows. Yeah, they've been dropping things left and right. Excuse me. Yep.
1: Now Now is a great time to, if, you know, you're like... I need to, I've always been wanting to learn X, Y, or Z. Now's the time to pick that up and actually start doing that. Like the
0: rise book here. So I've been working on whole content creator. I would, I (laughs) part of me, part of me is like, yes, I want to find a new job, but it's like, I kind of want to, I kind of want something that lets me work remote or something like that. Yeah. I'd love it. After I get done talking, I'd love to be able to sit there in two, in two weeks when I get the resume back from the resume writer and be like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and apply to Wizards or I'm going to apply to Blizzard or I'm going to apply to one of those things. And it's like, let me just work remote. There was a great little article on uh, LinkedIn for Blizzard. We're talking about how this new normal of uh, virtual meetings and having a lot of people working from home going into it's like you never know who's going to show up in a, in a video conference at Blizzard person could be coming in dressed as Silvanus or as a talking potato. <laughs> a talking potato. And they had a picture of the person that had that little they had that bit where they had the it's like a filter or it made him look like a talking potato. Oh
1: yeah. And it's I'm like, like
0: you know, I would love to go work for a company where you know, having that kind of humor is not going to sit there and be thought of as being way unprofessional. <laughs> Oh, this is power for the cars, Brown. Yeah. Don't
3: you know that? <laughs> You're working from home. What do you expect?
0: Oh, uh, to be honest, to be fair, they said that the, even before uh, isolation, the chance of the talking potato joining the meeting was avail- was there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I need to meet this potato. Could
1: today be the day you meet the talking potato?
3: <clears throat> hey, you know uh, Kirby can always show up in a meeting or two. Yeah, like he shows up
0: every week for us.
3: <laughs> yes. It
1: sounds appealing.
0: Just thinking yes. about the whole thing. The whole thing at the end it's like, all right, well, hey, we're we're done with isolation. We all get together in the same room again. Ha
3: ha ha. Kirby Pillow stain here when that happens.
0: <laughs> of course, of course. There so. is a person
3: that would take it from that house. Uh-huh. You never see it again. It's good.
0: Um, yeah. And with that, I think we're good. Sal, do you have any closing thoughts or things to re- to revisit? Nope. righty. Well, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and run through our closing stuff. Um, uh, let's kick it off with, uh, Graza. Tell us where we can find you and follow you and stalk you. Uh,
1: you can find me on the Twitters at Jamin Allen one, and uh you'll see the artwork that i do and stuff like that it's art only so you won't see any political stuff or any anything else it's just art
0: that's good that's good we don't need to we don't need to be tainted with all that political shenanigans there's plenty of people to do that on a regular basis right now
1: i do that on my other twitter it's fine
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right Saladin, what about you?
1: Discord is what he said.
0: Okay, find him on Discord. <laughs> All right, Rye. Uh,
3: you can find me on uh, Instagram under Incubus Trav. Like, uh, message, send a friend request, and if you want to stalk me on the Book of Face, I'm under Rye Guy.
0: righty. and uh, you can find me at Scuba Cod on the social medias, uh, Scuba Studio for uh, here on Twitch and Mixer. Obviously. Uh, so there's a scuba studio YouTube channel where we post up the uh, videos and clips from these episodes as well as the other streams. Uh, Monday nights we do game stream scuba plays. Uh, trying to get together where it's more of a party chat. We may start doing a more scri- scripted quote air quote there, but maybe talk about more TV reviews and stuff like that. Uh, Wednesday nights pro- normally we try to do some type of crafting build video uh stream uh probably not going to have one this week i have a major project in the shop that i'm going to be starting on so and i don't really have any supplies to really work on anything like that so i either may do another game stream or not do a stream at all but we'll see how that goes uh, if you like the content we're making and want to see us uh improve our content improve our stuff uh consider coming to uh, patreon.com scuba studio And throwing some support there. And we want to give a shout-out and a thank you to Sirenscape, which you've been hearing in the background. Uh, Their background music and soundboards take your game to the next level with with Sirenscape. And with that, I think we're good. So, gentlemen, thank you for spending the evening with me and uh, giving your opinions and thoughts. And uh, thank you to the Internet for watching us and taking some time out of your day. And we'll see you on our next one. Peace.